back to another episode of Tuxedo Time, where, where we, we wear tuxedos, tuxedos, and it and is time. time. Podcast, Podcast edition. edition. My feet are hurting. Why? I don't know. They're really hot for some reason, probably from standing on the concrete down the studio. Oh, yeah. That probably will that'll account for it. Remember when we were doing renovating? <laughs> you got a hole in your sock. Remember when we were renovating the bathroom for mm-hmm. two weeks straight? And yes. both of our feet, Hurt both of so our pairs much. of feet were hurting so bad. Yes. You guys will see that in a future video at some point. Yeah. I have a massive hole in the heel of my socks right now, but I just like need my slippers to be off for a few minutes. You're a strill. I know. We need to get smaller prop screens, by the way. I know. They're massive, aren't they? Yeah. All right. So um, in the last episode of Tuxedo Time, um, we asked you guys on YouTube to let us know if you had any topic suggestions for us. And one of the topic suggestions was uh, the differences to do a top, to do a podcast on the differences between living in Buffalo and living in um, Newfoundland, which I thought was kind of a fun and interesting topic that we could kind of have a quick discussion about. So I guess Buffalo being a city and Newfoundland being a province, yeah. So will, I guess would be equivalent to a state. Yeah, I for guess people who wouldn't aren't familiar with how Canadian lands or regions are divvied up. Yeah, so it's more so like living in Buffalo versus living in St. John's. Yeah, so it would be Buffalo, New York, United States, compared to St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Correct. Yeah, so Canada's the country, Newfoundland's the province, and technically Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah, we can't forget about Labrador. Yeah, and St. John's is where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so differences, do you have... What what were the first differences that you think of when you went off the top of your head? I think the the first massive difference that I've noticed is like the weather. Like there are four seasons in Buffalo, which I've never really experienced. Well, besides Vancouver, but I haven't really experienced four full seasons, like an actual fall, actual spring, so a winter that's not nine months long and like a hot summer. Yeah, that's a good point because... People who aren't familiar with Newfoundland, I find that after I, because I lived in Texas mm-hmm. before I lived in Newfoundland. Well, technically, I lived in Newfoundland first, then I moved to Texas, then I moved back to Newfoundland, then I moved, then we did Vancouver, then we did here. Very confusing. But, yeah, it's very confusing. So I, I've lived all over the place, and I think this is actually probably, with the exception of New Jersey and Massachusetts, which I lived in. Well, now was, you're just showing off. When I was really little, I'm just going to list off all of these <laughs> states that I lived in. I'm a real citizen. No, but I don't really remember living in those areas. Mm-hmm. But as far as all the places I remember living, this is the first place that I've lived that actually has had four discrete seasons. That, discreet. Like, well, discreet in a sense that, like you, as this you isn't think the massage of, parlor, Chris. <laughs> I mean, discreet as in like separate, not as in like oh, okay, under the table. <laughs> okay, it's like they're really sneaky. Like there are four sensual seasons here. <laughs> Did you not read the website before we moved to Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you need to go back and listen to what was that episode 15, the relationship Q&A episode. Everything will be explained. Our that. clean, beautiful Asian Buffalonians. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I, that I noticed here, actually, is that there's not a lot of Asians that I've noticed. Like, I know we lived in Vancouver, which is like an unfair comparison, but even in Newfoundland and St. John's, we had a lot of um, exchange students and there was a lot of Chinese um, people there, including your family. Well, Memorial University did a really, they basically, <laughs> you're stretching for your water. Memorial University did, uh, had a huge recruitment effort over in China. So there mm-hmm. was a lot of Chinese students from yeah. that. But even then, like there was a, a, you know, landed immigrant Chinese community in Newfoundland that was pretty, that was fairly large. Mm-hmm. My family being one of them. Yep. But um, yeah, there's not, I, I guess I haven't 
I guess there's not, I don't know. I don't know what the Asian population here in Buffalo is. Yeah. But with that said, discrete seasons, mm-hmm. not sensual seasons, discrete seasons. There, like when you read, when I was a kid, I remember seeing like the calendar flip and every month had like sort of a stereotypical like motif at the top mm-hmm. and like December would have like all, of course, all the Christmas stuff, January would be all snow. And then as you get into spring, everything would be green, like St. Patrick's day kind of stuff. Oh, I don't like St. Patrick's day. And then you day. go into like the summer and the like bright sunny days and then fall would have, of course, all the autumn colors. Uh, like November, October. Mm-hmm. But I remember in Texas, we didn't get snow. So we had these like ridiculous calendars up with snow on the top, but there was just no snow. Oh my God. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I made a post on Instagram today talking about winter yeah. and a couple of people were like, Oh, I live in Texas. Like we don't have right. winter. So I the, can't, and then I moved crazy. to, we moved back to Newfoundland and it was and just winter. Every picture on the fucking calendar was just, just winter, winter until, cold, ju- until cold winter. July. Yeah, exactly. And then it was just like foggest. Yeah. And then exactly. Yeah. But even then like in autumn in Newfoundland, some areas of the province are very beautiful because they do get leaves that change, mm-hmm. but the majority of the trees I feel like are evergreens. Yeah. These little like <laughs> gnarled old, like pine trees that the, are like three feet the tall. Because spruce. Of, the black spruce. Black spruce. I think so. Yeah. They're, they're these like little tiny little pinner trees because <laughs> the wind is so strong. Yeah, they just like can't grow because like the snow is also really. And also there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of rocky terrain. So maybe mm-hmm. there's not an easy way to like embed themselves. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know really much about the um, plant life. No, I don't either, but that makes sense. I'm pretty sure that's right. There's so much like cliff that they're like the root systems are so shallow. They can't go down. And so the wind either like blows them over or like just making shit up. (laughs) Could be. I don't know. We don't fact check on this podcast. do we? I don't. Chris does. Either way. Autumn in Newfoundland doesn't look the same as like what you think about in autumn in like the New England area or like New York state. Oh yeah. So different. Yeah. But we have beautiful autumns in Buffalo. Yeah. The accent is very different. Of course. Very different. Yeah. Did you just think of the one similarity between Buffalo and here and home is the, the weather or the one difference is the weather? Is that what you thought about? Well, yeah, I probably should have given this more thought before we started recording. <laughs> A difference that like you might not even think about is um, how easy it is to travel from well, like when we're allowed to travel from mm-hmm. Buffalo. Like getting anywhere off the island in Newfoundland is challenging, especially in winter. It's like eight out of 10 times your flight's going to be delayed or canceled. And in Buffalo, it's just like so easy to get everywhere. Like Buffalo is like a hub. Like to get to That's New York true. is easy yeah. to get to, um, like you get a direct flight anywhere. Mm-hmm. And even like Toronto is just across the border and you just like drive up and literally go anywhere. Yeah. Whereas like Newfoundland, like you have to take at least one flight or two flights to Halifax or Toronto and then you're going. Yeah. The, another thing that's different is I guess the, how the cities are laid out because they have a very similar, if you like the population of Buffalo, I think is actually pretty similar to the population of St. John's. St. John's and surrounding, I think. Yeah. It's like Mount Pearl Paradise, CBS. But St. John's has a lot fewer large buildings than Buffalo does. Yeah. There's no real like skyscrapers or tall buildings because our downtown core is all like really old buildings from like the 1918 hundreds, 1900s. Like heritage buildings. Post the great fire time. When yeah. was that? 1982? 1892. 1892. Sorry. 18, <laughs> I'm dyslexic. 1892. Yeah. So yeah, our buildings downtown aren't that tall, but they're all like super old. Mm-hmm. And a similarity between Newfoundland and Buffalo is that a lot of the architecture here is around that age as well. Yeah. Earlier too, but like a lot of it is like, especially the houses are like 1900s era. I think there's a lot more abandoned buildings here. Yes. Because- 
similarly, I, th- I feel like industries did collapse in both places, mm-hmm. different industries, mind you. Yeah. Like Newfoundland is based on fishing, was based on fishing and then the cod moratorium, uh, moratorium occurred. And then the, that whole, the bottom fell out over there. And then I think they, they kind of pivoted to sort of offshore oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, I guess like part of the Rust Belt or whatever, allegedly, I don't know about much about the history of Buffalo. I've only been here for a little bit, but I mean, you did them into museums and all that. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the grain silos and all yeah. those abandoned areas, which are just now becoming repurposed. Totally. But I think the arse fell out of her here in like the tw- like 30s. Like Great or, Depression era. Great Depression era. Yeah. Yeah. The, the architecture is interesting. There's a lot, like I'm really into that stuff and- would love to know more about architecture. I just don't really, but here, yeah, you're, you're getting like a lot of these like factories. We don't have factories. Right. In Newfoundland. Remnants even like of a, gone, a bygone era. Yeah. And even like there's, I've seen a lot of like art deco era stuff here. Uh-huh. Never saw that. Yeah. Scattered a few buildings. Remember that one that was right across from that parking lot? It's like bright pink. And yes. White. I think they called it South beach something now. Yeah. I don't know if they're turning it into like condos or something, that's like a very 80s building, but yeah, it, it looks was. like Art Deco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Art Deco revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here, so this, the population numbers are very similar, but the actual footprint of the city is a lot bigger here, I feel like. Yeah. The, I feel like the city of Buffalo is made for like a million people. I thought someone t- said that to us when we moved here. Like they're like, it's a city that's made for a million people, but there's only like a quarter of that here. Yeah. It's interesting though, because that was one of the first things that we, the first impressions, like we came here interviewing for, for a job we mm-hmm. came from Vancouver and w- I remember you first thing, first thing you said to me was, where the hell is everybody? There was nobody on the street. It's like a ghost town around here. It and was, it was really weird. It re- weirded you out. It was crazy. We stayed at the mansion on Delaware, which is like close to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, it was like Delaware, Chippewa area where there's, there's coffee shops, there's stuff happening. And I walked there. And like walked up to Allentown because everyone's like, Allentown is this like biz- like bustling, you know, walk up there for shopping and restaurants. And I, I walked like there was, it was like a no- ghost town. <laughs> and I was like, what? Is- where is everybody? Yeah. Um, and that freaked me out big time. Mm. Well, I mean, but realistically, you're a hermit anyway. So yeah, true. <laughs> I guess coming from Vancouver where it was like busy. Yeah, like Vancouver was like a, a a very hustle bustle city, like like any other city you expect, like Toronto, New York. Yeah, just not as people. crazy, but not yeah. as crazy, no, and a lot cleaner too. Oh my God, Vancouver's so clean. But we're not talking about Vancouver. No, we're, we're talking not. about St. John's. <laughs> Vancouver so much. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about St. John's and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, other differences is geography. Yes, big difference in geography. Mm-hmm. Like Newfoundland, it's almost like Ireland. It's like cliffs, ocean, fog, beautiful vistas. So homesick. Oh, how long has it been since you've been home? A year and a half. Far too long. Mm. But that's, we were supposed to go home and then Snowmageddon happened. Yep. Which is like another, going back to the weather, like we get hit hard in Newfoundland with snowstorms. And yeah. Now we get had, snow here too. We do. Compared to the rest of the country, people mm-hmm. think Buffalo is really, gets hit really bad with snow. Yeah. But compare yeah. that to Canada. Yeah. And then Newfoundland where you get this like really mild, weird coastal weather where it like, we get a snowstorm, then it rains and it ices over, then we'll get another snowstorm and then it just gets really messy. Mm-hmm. So Snowmageddon happened. They had, I can't remember if they had two or three snowstorms in a week or something and they got dumped on. I think they set a record for the century, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember the details, but, but we were supposed to travel right when that happened. And our flight got canceled. They had no flights. Like they couldn't even drive on the streets for a week. Yeah. 
Um, they had no flights going in or out of, of the city. Didn't Mrs. give birth? Because yes, she, right. she went to the hospital on a skidoo. Hopped on a skidoo and had to go to the hospital <laughs> to give birth, which is crazy. <laughs> but um, so Snowmageddon happened and then COVID happened. And we right, had, and then we scheduled to go home in... We were supposed to go home in... Was it March? January, March, May, and July. And we couldn't... All four trips canceled. All four trips, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, COVID, we're not going to go. But sure. um, I like... I don't know when we're going to get to go again. But this isn't about COVID. It's not about COVID. This is about the differences and similarities yeah. between the two. So we but talked a lot about differences. Geography-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Here, it's a lot more flat. Oh, yeah. You mean like terrain-wise? Yeah. Like elevation-wise, terrain-wise. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, Newfoundland is definitely really rocky. Like in Buffalo and just outside of Buffalo, like it's pretty flat, but you're getting like big trees and not evergreens. They're like, some are if you've planted them, but a lot of them are just like, is it coniferous? Coniferous are cones. So deciduous? Deciduous. Okay, so there's a lot of really big deciduous trees here. Yes. There are not a lot of those in St. John's. And we have this like vision of building a cabin and we always envision this cabin like being nestled in these like high trees. And when we think about what we wanted to build in St. John's, it was just not possible or outside of St. John's because we don't have trees like that on the right. island. And even our evergreens are not tall because like we said with the weather. So here in Buffalo, we're getting deciduous trees that are big that, you know, have, but there's not a lot of evergreens like in Vancouver because evergreens were everywhere yeah there but then you have like these weird canyons down here you do yeah so there's there's not like mountains or anything here but there's you you have a few gorges not not yeah, the go- gorges they're kind of like gorges they're like river gorges kind of yeah not as big as the ones that we flew through say on the west coast of newfoundland mm-hmm. or even the south coast of newfoundland when we did our trip mm-hmm. but you do have a couple areas like that that are very geographically interesting yeah Literally just two that I can think of that are close to us, though. Because there's Zor Valley and there's basically uh, Letchworth State Park. Yeah. Those are basically the two areas. Um, And then there's, like, Watkins Glen and there's a couple yeah, other places. Yeah, that was a little bit Niagara farther Falls out. and stuff. It's funny because, like, coming from Vancouver, I was really worried because it's, like, Buffalo. Like, what? Is there anything around there to see and do, like, nature-wise? And then when I started looking, I was like, oh, there's, like, some really unique stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, around here. Like, the like the gorges, like, mm-hmm. Latchworth and Zor Valley. Eternal Flames Falls is a really, really nice little oh, hike. Yeah. Beautiful woods. Mm-hmm. That's sort of, like, not cleared, but it's, you know, very easy to walk through. Lots of nice mature trees. Nice walk up the creek bed. And then there's this random gas vent that's a naturally occurring natural gas vent. Yeah. That's coming out of a crack in the rocks behind a waterfall. So, it's basically lit and just perpetually being fed by natural gas from the earth. Mm-hmm. And it's this, I think it's apparently the only flame behind a waterfall, like natural gas vent behind a waterfall like that. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And then like moving further towards like New York city, you have like the Catskills and the, um, Adirondacks yeah, and Finger stuff. Lake region before that. Oh yeah. Finger Lakes. We've not been to the Adirondacks yet. No, I know. We need to like go. I think when COVID's over, I'd really like to spend some time on that side of the state and then like Vermont main area, mm-hmm. but definitely like, I'd love to hang out in the Catskills, maybe rent a dope little cabin or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be sick. Yep. Um, so lots to see and do, but just different stuff. Different, complete and like completely different vibes. Like it's definitely more industrial green silos, um, a little more gritty down here. And like Newfoundland is very like rugged and like fishing, boats and like lobster traps everywhere 
Um, I rocky. feel like the rural areas in Newfoundland are very rugged, f- almost like fishing, mm-hmm. old fishing villages. Yeah. Whereas here, the rural areas are like, it's like farmland. Farmland. Yeah. You don't see a lot of farmland, if any, in Newfoundland. Mm. It's all like barrens or forest or mountain or cliff. Did you have any issue, not issues, did you have any um, funny moments like trying to get used to different cultural aspects of living here? Like the things that we say, like in our vocabulary, like if you guys watch our YouTube videos or listen to the podcast, like you'll probably pick up on a couple of things that we say, like weird sayings that are very, like very much Newfoundland, yes, by that's deadly, uh, best kind, things like that. Um, a couple of times just like being out and around and like saying something and people being like, <laughs> what like one time I was at the grocery store and a guy was working there and he was in my way and he was like oh oh sorry and like moved and I was like ah oh, you're best kind and <laughs> like, he was like what? looked at me and he was like what <laughs> and I was like uh I don't have the emotional energy to explain this <laughs> yeah well I'm from the island off the east coast of Canada and they're like don't want to hear the story anymore <laughs> um but yeah I mean that's like it like trying to sometimes like talk to people and then you're, people are like, I don't know what the fuck that you just said. And you're like, Oh wait, well this means this thing and this means that. And so you have to kind of think about what you're saying mm-hmm. culturally. But like, I also found that the people here are pretty similar to home in certain ways. Definitely. Yeah. So similarities are, I, I think there are, I have drawn some parallels between here and Newfoundland. Yeah. Well, wait, before we move on to that, did you find any cultural things? Uh, I don't know. I grew up in the U S so I was scared, to be honest with you, like going to like moving to the U.S. and knowing about the shootings and the dark things that happen. People, like very much a afraid. lot more people down here are super into guns. Yeah. Like as like into guns because they're into guns. Yeah. And that I feel like in Canada, yeah, a lot of people own own guns, mm-hmm. but it's mostly like hunting rifles and, you know, guns. They look at guns more as tools rather than the guns themselves being the hobbies, yeah. you know, like the hobby for a lot of people in Newfoundland would be like, Oh, I use it to go hunting rather than the hobby being, I'm going to, I'm just into guns. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. Like back home, I've never gone into a movie theater or a mall and been worried about getting shot right. down here. I've had like one time I was at the diarrhea mall and <laughs> diarrhea mall. <laughs> something happened where somebody like they were doing some kind of test security thing and they, they sent the wrong message or something and they shot down the mall and nobody was telling anybody anything but they were telling everybody to get out. Oh, the out. mall got locked down while you were in it. While I was in it, the mall got locked down and the first thing I thought of was active shooter. Yeah. I'm in the US, active shooter. Right. And that's not a Buffalo specific thing. That's no, more that's of a US, US specific phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like terrifying and also like getting used to like don't go into this part of town because you might get hurt. Yeah, there's not really any quote unquote bad places to go. I don't want to say bad places because it's kind of an unfair connotation, but mm-hmm. there's there's no places that you would really be unsafe going to and actually fear for your life. Yeah. Like there's a few places in um, the, on the east coast of Newfoundland, towns that maybe you wouldn't want to be in after dark, but like the threats are probably not as bad as some places right. in like, a bigger city. Like we got, I got beaten up and jumped in one of the sketchy pond yeah one of the sketchier parts in st john's because we were riding bikes at night trying to film a and video. we had gear and we had a car and it was just yeah. like we were target right yeah but like at, i never thought oh these people are going to kill me 
mm-hmm. and steal my shit. Yeah. Like, they're just a bunch of hoodlums who were just, you know, like out to like cause wreck havoc and like, oh, you know, I got punched in the head a couple times and they tried to steal my bike. But it's like, I never thought for a second when I was going to pull a knife on me and, and stab me or, or they're going to pull a gun on me or shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas most people here wouldn't venture into certain parts of town especially after dark randomly on the street because mm-hmm. literally you might get killed. Yeah. I was afraid like when I moved down here, it took me a very long time to get comfortable to even walk by myself during the day mm. because you hear horror stories like people pulling guns at, while you're driving because you cut them off or, yeah. or you beeped at them or something. So actually my neighbor in Texas, um, I remember when we were living in Texas, my mom told me a story. Mr. was driving down whatever the the highway was Mm -hmm. and someone like either cut him off and he beeped or he cut someone off and they got mad. There was some sort of road rage instance where the person pulled up next to him, pulled out a pistol, pulled a gun and flashed a gun at him like on the highway. It's like, are you kidding me? Like what? And this isn't meant to be political. You know, this is, this is just fact that there is a major discrepancy between the United States and other developed nations on the number of guns and the number of, uh, gun crimes related to firearms Mm -hmm. down here. And it's just a fact of the matter. Like whether it be just because there's more guns per capita than anywhere else, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, it's definitely a a big part of the culture here. Definitely. And something that was atypical to us and things we didn't really have to think about when we were in Canada. Yeah. And when you, when you hear about it on the news and then you move into a city, you're really hyper aware. Yeah. And also too, like across from where I work, like I work at one of the hospitals here and there's a church right across the street and there's a, a, a daily counter that says days since last homicide and that they just keep going up in the days. I guess they go on a streak where there's been no killings. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's ne- I've never seen it past like 30 days. It just resets. I've never seen it past 10, but I haven't been up that way a lot. Yeah, like Every I, time I'm there, it's like zero or one. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> exactly. like, oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. But let's move on from the dark stuff. So similarities, <laughs> we're getting into that. Why yes. don't you tell me some similarities that you noticed? Okay, one random one is that they have fish fry down here, which as far <laughs> as I can of. tell is indistinguishable from fish and chips. It's basically fish and chips. It's basically fish and chips. But I don't think it's cod. I think it's halibut. Yeah. It's like a white fish fried like beer battered with French fries. Yeah. The problem about being from Newfoundland. Yes. And I think um, people from Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI would also feel the same way. Yeah. Very difficult to eat seafood anywhere and be like, this is perfect. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You, We're when you're spoiled. You, when you're spoiled and you live in a coastal town and you are literally eating fresh fish that's caught that day or recently. Yeah. It's hard to go elsewhere and have seafood. Do you remember the time that you and I uh, went to Basho? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sushi restaurant. It's like a higher end sushi restaurant in St. John's. Um, and they do like more expensive sushi, but like really not, it's a really nice place. Yeah. And I think you knew somebody who worked there who was like working in the back and they had just caught a tuna earlier that day. Oh yeah. And they had split the tuna up between like four of the nice restaurants in St. John's. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were allowed to like peek in the kitchen and see them cutting the tuna for the sushi. Oh yeah. Like that's the and type the of fish that we're talking massive. about. It was massive and it yeah. was beautiful, but I'd never seen like a tuna before. I didn't realize they were so big, but like the red dark meat and they were like cutting it up and sharing it. Mm-hmm. It was just really cool. A to see like they just caught that and we just ate it. Um, but then also how they split it up between a couple of the restaurants and it was just a very cool like community. Communal thing. Yeah. 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 And Newfoundland's very, you know, it it's interesting because I think, from a per capita standpoint, they have a lot of really high-end restaurants. Mm-hmm. 
And I think a lot of it, it kind of springs from the fact that, you know, the farm to table movement is kind of has been big yeah. as of late and talk about places that are unique and can, you know, that they're so remote when it comes to getting in fresh ingredients, mm-hmm. it's almost farm to table be- out of necessity. Yeah. And, and like, when I think of farm to table, I think of like, you know, greens and things like that, but like you can't grow that stuff all year round in Newfoundland. So we're talking moose, we're talking lots of root vegetables, lots of root vegetables. Yeah. yeah. And just really interesting stuff like, um, foraged stuff from yep. the for like mushrooms, chanterelle and, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. I just hit my mic. Sorry. Yeah. It's just, that's kind of unique. I, d- I definitely miss that aspect of like collected mm-hmm. homegrown foods and fancy restaurants. Yeah. yeah. And then also too, like Vancouver has also it is a, a mecca or a hub for food too. So mm-hmm. I feel like we, we were spoiled in places that we were previous to this. Yeah. But there have definitely been a lot of like pretty good restaurants here. I oh was, yeah. I was yeah. surprised. I didn't expect to find as many good restaurants as we did find. No, definitely And not. they keep popping up, which is like a really good thing for Buffalo. Like yeah. it seems like there's a new restaurant every, you know, few weeks, few months. Mm-hmm. And that's another similarity too. I feel like Buffalo is sort of on the other end of it now. I feel like they're kind of coming out of that doom and gloom mm-hmm. and there's been a lot big revival here and people are excited about it. This, there's new stuff popping up, well, you know, save for the pandemic, but there's before the pandemic, there was new restaurants popping up all the time, yeah. new businesses, new establishments. And a lot of, it just felt like a lot of young people were moving back. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Newfoundland is sort of still in that little bit of a slump, especially now with COVID. Yeah. And I think it's going back down with like the oil and gas stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because their economy sure. now is basically tied to the price of oil. So yeah. that's kind of a bummer for them. So um, I think when everybody can travel again, I really do think that Newfoundland probably will pivot to a more tourism thing. Yeah. It's only going to get more well known with, you know, the advent of social media and they be able to share these remote locations and people see those pictures on like, say, Instagram. They say, oh, I want to go there. I have to go here. It's funny because like, I don't know if it's because I have a lot of Newfoundland pride and I love my province so much that maybe other people are like, why would I go there? But I'm surprised that, you know, people are going to the Faroe Islands and, you know, Azores and like all these crazy remote places. Iceland became this huge thing. Right. But I think it's only a matter of time though. Why are people going to Newfoundland? Because like it's the culture and the landscape, like it's, it's stunning and it's in Canada and nobody really knows about it and nobody ever talks about it. And I'm like, I, and I don't know if I'm just biased because I think it's amazing. Well, we both are, but at the same time. I think if you look at it objectively, the content that's created by like the Newfoundland tourism companies or mm-hmm. the Newfoundland tourism board or whatever, like they've done a really good job with creating stunning visuals yeah. that, that represent the island. Mm-hmm. And I think it has, that has created a lot of buzz. Um, but, but I, I do think, think it's also like they're targeting kind of like an older generation as well though. Right. Like it's a lot of TV ads. It's a lot of ads like in the physical airplanes. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen them do a whole lot of social media campaigns. I've seen a handful, right? but not. A lot. I think it's too, you know, there, there's a barrier for entry being an island. Yeah. I mean, same with Faroe Island, same with Iceland. But like all those places are so much further away. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Newfoundland will have its day. Maybe. But I think Buffalo too, at this point, you know, is becoming more well known. Um, I'm sure that more people travel here now than they did 10 years ago. Oh, definitely. Well, especially now that it's like, I think it's like a little bit past up and coming now, but you know, even like where we lived previously before we bought this house, like people were saying like, you don't five years ago, you wouldn't be caught dead down there. Cause you would get shot. 
Yeah. And now you you can walk down there by yourself. There's coffee shops and breweries and distilleries popping up all over the place down oh, there. Oh, gentrification. I mean, yeah, it's like, it, you know, it sucks, but also it's, it's good for the city because hopefully people will come back. But um, to tie that in, another similarity, I think, is that people from Buffalo and people from Newfoundland have an immense amount of hometown pride, like more yep. than I've seen, I feel like, from other Oh, 100%. Other provinces yeah. and states. And that, that was one of the first things that I noticed when I moved down here. Mm-hmm. And it was before, it was in that kind of like transition period where like both of us were a little bit unsure. Mm-hmm. But what gave me sort of a little bit of, um, kind of calmed me a little bit was seeing how much hometown pride people from Buffalo had. And like you said, more than most other cities that I've been to. Yeah. With the exception of St. John's or Newfoundland in general. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I would go to work and I would ask people like, oh, like where, because they'd, they'd ask where I was from, I'd say, and then I'd say, are you from here? And they say, oh yeah, I just moved from the city, but I'm originally from Buffalo. Right. Or if someone moved, newly moved to Buffalo, uh, I was like, oh, where'd you come from? And they'd say, oh, I moved from the city, but I'm originally from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And the vast, probably 90% of people who I was interested in asking them where they came from, they're all from here. That's crazy. Or like Western New York. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm from like, I don't know, Fredonia or I'm from, you know, Jamestown. I'm from, I'm from Western New York mm-hmm. and I'm just living here in Buffalo because this is, this is my home region. Right. And there's that, like you said, that immense hometown pride, mm-hmm. which Newfoundlanders also have. Oh yeah. Big time. And it's very hard too, from a recruitment standpoint to get people to go to either city. I feel like, yeah, like definitely. when I was hired down here, um, they basically said, you know, like you're like probably the ninth or 10th person we've interviewed and I don't think any very many people are interested in relocating to Buffalo. Yeah. I'm like, oh, really? They're like, yeah, it's just not really, an, it's just not a sought after destination. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, New York City or Vancouver or whatever. Right. But that's the same with Newfoundland. Totally. Didn't you have a friend who like came from Ottawa and he like was not interested in being there, but then he moved away and then he was like, oh, I wish I could go back. See, I, but I think he made the most of it. He was, he was a radiologist who worked uh, he was a new hire when I was a resident. He was an, uh, as an attending and, uh, he was hired as an attending when I was a resident, but you know, he, I th- I feel like he and his family had a really good outlook on and made the most of their move. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that they were close to family. And I think that was, that's always a challenge. I find that true. the biggest challenge about yeah. living down here is not being close to family. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't go to Newfoundland for the weather. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But People, again, people from Newfoundland are always trying to come home, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people leave because of work, including us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a definitely a parallel was the number of people who are, who are coming home into both cities. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's people who want to be, who people who want to be in those cities are from those cities. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you were telling me something earlier over here about how you felt about moving. Oh yeah. That was, that was an interesting, yeah. Us moving was an interesting um, time mm-hmm. just it it kind of forces you to to think about things in a real philosophical manner, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I remember like, like, like I had what? well, like we had never given thought to where we we're going to live because we just assumed it was going to be Newfoundland, mm-hmm. and then Vancouver we were living temporarily, but we liked it there because it was such a softer place. Yeah. So for like Newfoundland, for example, I always viewed Newfoundland in a way that I thought was sort of special. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that like mainland. Canada never really wanted, most people would never want to go to Newfoundland. Yeah. And I knew that, but at the same time, I felt like Newfoundland was like a really good, well-kept secret. Mm -hmm. And it was just a special place in that respect. Yeah. You know, the landscape was so unique. The people, you know, are great. 
Um, it's just a completely different culture. And I felt that was like a special area and I just felt it was very unique. Mm -hmm. Then like Vancouver, I felt, you know, it was just Vancouver. It was such a sought after place that was just special in and of itself. And it was like this big majestic city in Canada that you and I had never seen before. Right. And then you've been to every other province except, except for like the Northwest territories and Yukon and stuff, but we'd never been to BC. Yeah. And like we rolled into Vancouver and there was just this like sprawling bay this harbor of ocean and then in the backgrounds there were these mountains and it looked didn't even look like, real whoa. like it yeah. looked fake yeah it's and like that, mountain life meets beach life with like no harsh winters right. and summers that are perfect it's like a cooler temperature wise cooler version canadian version of california yeah it's kind of what a I, good way to describe it yeah pacific northwest yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah so that, that was always special and then when the prospect came of moving I realized I was like, I've never thought about living anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And like every time, like, you know, like when you, it's like when you're hungry and you're like trying on food in your mind, you're like, I want this. And you try it on in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. You like pretend that you're eating it and you're like, dude, is this what I want right now? Is this sitting well with me? Yeah. And I realized I'd never done that with a city. Yeah. Me either really. Until like we really started thinking, okay, Buffalo could be the spot. It's like, it looks like the job's good. Um, You know, it's a decent cost of living. We're sort of centrally located. We can get home easily. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, wait a second. Buffalo. I don't know anything about Buffalo. Yeah. And then like, what's, what's special about it? As if like I had to have like, as if a place had to be special for me to live there, which sounds so stupid. Yeah. (laughs) But But I get it though, because like you want to make sure that you're going to be happy there. We knew Vancouver was going to be special because of everything we heard about it and everything we knew about it. We knew Newfoundland was special because we lived there. Right. And when I verbalize it, I kind of sound like a little bit of a, a, a brat, you know? But no, not really. Because I mean, it's a big life choice to pick everything up and move to a new country and an, or a new city, like you kind of want to know. No, if, definitely. Like, is this going to be worth the effort or am I better off looking somewhere else that's going to give me more sure. bang for my Yeah, but I think maybe a better, more accurate way to put it was that when you, when part of your persona and your identity is based on your hometown or your culture where you're from and that's stripped away from you. Yes. You feel like part of you has been changed or altered or you, lo- you feel like you're losing part of you a hundred percent oh I, I i still kind of feel like that sometimes i feel like a bit of a fish out of water because i feel like i'm supposed to be in newfoundland yeah and i think from me like my standpoint like i as a kid i grew up in i spent you know a lot of years in texas mm-hmm. and you know that's just where we lived but i never really considered that part of my persona right. so i kind of i, I thought a lot about what where you live and what it means to you as a person or what it means to me as a person, I realized, and I came to terms with it and took a little bit of time and a little bit of, you know, thinking to realize or become to the conclusion that you can be happy anywhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Right. And I kind of rationalize it by then like looking around and thinking, okay, hold on a second. Just look how massive North America is mm-hmm. and the world is for example. Yeah. But like you look at every single town, city, village, whatever, there are people there who are fiercely passionate about that place who maybe there are people there who aren't fiercely passionate about it, but they're happy because mm-hmm. they have a good life. Yeah. You know? And I realized like where you're from doesn't, it can be part of your identity, but it doesn't have to be. Right. And moving somewhere else and living somewhere else doesn't mean you have to give up that identity either. Mm-hmm. So that it took a while for me to come to terms yeah, with that. That's deep. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, that was like that, that was that internal struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was an internal struggle for me as well because I was so connected to Newfoundland and felt like that was me. And like, I feel like had we come down here and I just decided, no, I'm not going to have like an open mind and, and just see what's happening. Like it could have, 
things could have gone completely different. And, and as you said, like you could be happy anywhere. And I think that your mindset makes, makes or breaks that yep, kind of 100%. thing. Cause like you and I both said before we moved here, like we're going to go in with open mind. We're going to embrace it. And then in, and I think having the out of like in six months, we'll both check in with each other and see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't like, okay, this is it now. Like, right. Nothing. We nothing. looked at it realistically. Like, look, we have no kids. Yeah. We're renting an apartment. Nothing's permanent. Yeah. If we don't like it after, we'll, we'll give it a year. Yeah. And if we don't, if either of us isn't happy, mm-hmm. regardless of what the other person says, we're going to, we're going to find another job somewhere else. Yeah. Try another city. And I think after six months, that's when like what you just said, like, that's when I realized like, oh, it's not really about the place. It's like about who you're with. I think, yeah. and like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, a place is just a name. Yeah, totally. And I think we've made the most of it. I think like having friends here helps and, you know, you- I mean, after like, three months, you were like, I love it here. I've met yeah. people who are amazing. People who are in, have share the same interests as me. Mm-hmm. I've connected really well with them. Well, that's like kind of the interesting thing about moving to like a bigger city or a city that's like connected to a bit bigger city is like you get a variety of people who are into different stuff. Like I didn't- I have. You're a big weirdo. Well, thanks. (laughs) I have a lot of really nice friends from Newfoundland, um, but I I don't like off the top of my head can't think of like any of my friends who are into the same things like doing YouTube and social media and blogging. Um, I I mean, I have friends who are photographers. I have friends who are graphic designers. I have friends who are dancers. But like none of them really are into like making the content for the social media. Yeah. You know and. I just happened to find people here who were like into that or like want to be into that. Yeah. You know, and it's not to say you can't have close contacts that are, Oh, I think our main camera just died. Uh-oh. Yeah. Anyway, you don't have to have friends who are into the same stuff, but no, it definitely makes like it easier. I mean, the first, like I came down here and one of the first times I hung out with Pat and Billy and Lindsay was like at like a Perry's ice cream event at a marketing company. Right. Because she was doing like some social media stuff and blogging. And so it was Pat and Pat was doing YouTube at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like we're all kind of doing the same stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to like be around people. It's inspiring to be around people who are doing the same stuff as you. Yep. You know, it motivates you to do stuff. Oh, hundred percent. And that's, uh, that's definitely a difference. I feel like, you know, when you're in a town that's, that's, yeah, it's the same size, but you have so much larger reach when you're kind of connected to the mainland. And that's Mm -hmm. something that is all was always difficult in Newfoundland, you know, getting off and on the Island was difficult. Yeah. So it's like, what you got is what you got. You you order something online and you know, it's going to take a week or more to get there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It gets, what was that place? Uh, it gets lost somewhere in deep New Brunswick. Yeah. What is it? D I P P E. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like, it was like a black hole that I always would dread seeing on the tracking because it would be like, oh, deep New Brunswick. And then it would be there for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. My mom, my mom sent me a, a bench and uh, some stuff from the house. And she was like, she, she's like, I just tracked it. It's in that place in New Brunswick. And I was like, oh no. The black hole. <laughs> yeah. The black hole, but no, all the stuff came. Yeah. But you know, I will say though, it's extremely difficult living in a city without family. Yeah. And I like really miss them and being with them. And it's really great to have friends who are like doing the same stuff as you, but like also it's really hard not to have family mm-hmm. um, and just have like 
it's like two different types of connections that you kind of need. And I right. wish I could have both of them in the same city, but yeah, that's interesting. I think I do, I do think that's a cultural thing though. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've said it before, I think on this podcast, you know, when, when I was nine years old, mom said, you're halfway there. You're halfway to leaving me. Yeah. Oh, I was like, halfway where, where mom? She's like halfway to leave me. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, when you're 18, you're going to go grow up and go away to college and you're never coming home again. <laughs> Jokes on your mother. You stayed there until like, like you were 26. 27. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was like, okay, kicking you out now. Until, no, she, until I dragged your ass out of there. <laughs> you were like, but at mama's milk. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> I want to stay with mama. No, and I was like, all right, Chris. Time to get the Jesus. Yeah, you wanted a house. <laughs> I did want a house. Yeah, and mom says you can't have MD after your initial. You can't have MD after your name and still live <laughs> and still at home. Still live at home. Yeah, I was she like, did but think all the money I can save. I can pay down all this and <laughs> cheap Dr. Nicholas. You know what? I'm frugal. Yep. Um, do you want to do a quick round of that's friggin' deadly and just pick two deadly things: one from Buffalo and one from St. John's. One from St. John's that you miss mm-hmm. that you wish you could have, and one that you that makes Buffalo fun or exciting or that you love like it could be anything place that you frequent a restaurant a location uh anything about either (laughs) we need that on the board yeah really (laughs) we should put that in the sound effects uh sequencer yeah we should uh why don't you start and i'll think of some okay um not counting like family Mm -hmm. like a, a thing Something that I think is deadly in Newfoundland that I miss mm-hmm. is um, a store called Sam Design. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So my friend Susan, she owns Sam. And I used to do freelance work and she was one of my clients and we became friends. That's for that camera that just died. <laughs> um and we became friends, and well, I think we're friends. Hopefully, Susan thinks we're friends too. <laughs> She's like, we're not friends. Um, but I used to shoot for them all the time and do design work for them. But like, I so you used to do graphic design and photography for them, and they were interior designers. And they were interior designers, and they had like a furniture showroom. So and of all the, the juicy stuff you love. Oh, uh, and it was all the modern stuff, like everything that every furniture that we have in this house now that you see on our Instagram, like Sam carries it. Right. Yeah. You were influenced heavily very heavily by them yeah yeah and so i at the time was like blogging and i like was really interior design obsessed didn't know a lot started working with sam um and started shooting all the properties that they designed in their showroom and doing some instagram for them and just like working on stuff and just like became absolutely infatuated with design and interior interior design design, sorry and furniture and i love how you use the word design interchangeably meaning graphic design interior design design. yeah it's very confusing um and so Watching their showroom and their business grow from the internet, like from away, because like they were, I think they were a nice two years old when we left, but they've like, like expanded the showroom. They have more staff. They're carrying like local goods, but they're also carrying like all this beautiful stuff. And, you know, they're always on Instagram stories showing like their new layouts and stuff. And it's just really amazing to see them their their continued success but Mm -hmm. i also like really miss because there's nothing in buffalo like that like every bit of furniture that i buy for this house i have to order because nobody carries it here there's not a lot of that's a similarity actually because there isn't a lot of not that i'm aware of modern design places here there's not there's like two that carry some stuff but like there's it's not like but similarity wise i feel like people in buffalo like people in St. John's are very, a lot of them prefer traditional interior design. Yeah. 
Maybe that's just around the world. I don't know. Is it, or do you think it's because like there's a lack of presence of modern modern yeah, chicken or the egg though. thing but like yeah. i mean yeah in vancouver there's a, a ton of modern Tons. places toronto a ton of places yeah. it may just the fact that it's a big urban area and you're going to get more people who are sort of into modern design like that yeah but yeah definitely newfoundland and western new york both have a very traditional um sort of lean on their interior design yeah now sam ha- has it covered in st john's right now we need somebody in buffalo but that's something that's freaking deadly okay home what about here? Well, you're not going to do yours from home or you're still thinking. Okay. That's friggin' deadly for, for at home mm-hmm. is landscapes. Oh, yes. The landscapes there. It's like, don't get me wrong. There's beautiful places here and, and Western New York, like we were talking about before is a beautiful place, especially during the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as like the, you know, there's be- we find so much beauty in those rugged cliffs and the rugged coastline of, of Newfoundland mm-hmm. and just, if we were home and being able to explore all that, yeah, like that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, I agree. I miss that. And I miss like the fog and the cliff and the, and just like traveling around the island, mm-hmm. just fucking off for a weekend and going up to Bogo or something mm-hmm. out to Gander. Mm. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what's that's friggin' deadly for Buffalo. You're up. Oh, great. I think there's a lot of things, but something that sticks out to me is architecture. Mm-hmm. I have always been obviously obsessed. I've talked about this before with architecture since I was a kid. Uh, I wish I knew more about it and I am about to know more about it, but um, I always wanted to have a loft, um, like an industrial loft, like since I was a kid, a loft conversion, a loft conversion <laughs> and to live now in a city where like, that's a real, like there are literal industrial buildings that people have turned into lofts Mm -hmm. like and apartments like it's here and when we first came here and i remember driving by these old abandoned lofts or like lofts that have been like converted warehouses that have been converted into like apartments Mm -hmm. i was like i cannot believe like this is real that i'm seeing it that i'm standing here and looking at these like industrial stuff you saw on tv shows as a kid brick but yeah and and it was just mind-boggling and it, it's it's just cool to learn about the history, like I said, with like the Art Deco buildings, like the City Hall building is Art Deco and the Grand Central Terminal. And then, you know, Hotel Henry, just the architecture here. There's just such a variety and it's fascinating. So it's interesting. It's very interesting that that is a, a drawing point now because I feel like the abandoned building and old style architecture created this feeling that when you initially came here it made you think like where the hell am i i think it was like yeah the fact that they were abandoned but also like the silos and stuff it definitely gave like because there are parts of the city that do look very sketchy Mm -hmm. um like michigan avenue like there's a bunch of like industrial buildings there that are all kind of like in really bad shape yeah but then there are some other ones like down around ohio street that have been converted and are beautiful yeah um so yeah, it's like kind of a mix. Like at first, yeah, you're right. It was kind of like really scary, but then like- Like that we, contributed to the foreign feeling of the city and how different it felt. Definitely. You know what it felt like actually when we first moved here with all like, with especially with the city hall building, it felt like Gotham City. Yeah, it kind of did feel like that. It felt yeah. very dark. Like when I think about that era, I feel like everything seemed like it was like cloudy and dark. Because we know. moved here in the fall. Yeah, and I think I was also really emotional about everything too. Yeah, like it was November when we first moved here. So yeah. the days were short. So the nights were often early and you would, you would be like these moody clouds over the city. I remember driving through thunder downtown. Thunder and lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. So much thunder and lightning. Yeah. 
So my that's freaking deadly for Buffalo is probably the opportunity that's been afforded to me and us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when we were looking for jobs, I guess just it's sort of just a, it's just supply and demand. Yeah. When you get a city that you're having a hard time recruiting people to, you're gonna have to entice people, and you know, like compensation wise, whatever. Um, and we basically picked Buffalo because it had a decent, it had a really good job offer, yeah. you know, and that's, and that gave us the opportunity to sort of jumpstart our lives mm-hmm. and get to where we want to be faster. Right. And if we had moved back to Newfoundland, um, we would be probably a lot worse off financially. Now I'm not saying we're bad off by any means or we'd be bad off anywhere, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't be nearly where we are now. Yeah. And you know, so I you're talk basically about, like between the lines, the millennial Falcon would not exist. Well, that's just exactly it. Yeah. Like I, we were back in Canada and I'd have all the, we'd have all this beautiful landscape, but I, I talk about beautiful landscapes always in the setting of exploring them with a helicopter. Right. That's, but I'm the catch 22 is that if we were back in Newfoundland, we wouldn't, I have, wouldn't a have a helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of crazy when you think about that. It is. Yeah. I think like coming here, that was definitely a draw. Like not only was the opportunity great for your job, but like, the real estate here is very affordable compared yep. to Vancouver, Toronto, St. John's even. Yep. Um, to be able to get a house that we're living in now, like, yep. it's insane. Not that this house was cheap by any means, but like what we paid for this house. You'd pay more for elsewhere. You'd pay probably two or three times more in Toronto. Yeah, not in Toronto, but not in St. John's. Not in St. John's, no. Probably Let's, about the same in St. John's. Yeah, but, um, you know, also too, like, working in America and getting paid in American dollars. Yeah. You're used to an exchange rate and that exchange rate has, since we moved down here, the exchange rate has gotten worse for Canadians, better for us. Yeah. So even that way, like most of our debt was in Canadian dollars. Mm -hmm. So we, I literally watched as the exchange rate widened, I just watched my debt shrink, 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 shrink. Yeah. Just to the exchange rate. Right. So like, all that stuff has been favorable for us mm-hmm. to the detriment of all of our family in Canada. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah. But it's definitely set us up early in our life yeah. for hopefully a good financial future. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, Anything could happen. Yeah. But. As we talk about buying very expensive depreciating assets that have skinny <laughs> chopper blades. 2007 model. Yeah. No, but that, that's also another thing too is that helicopters, Robinson helicopters are tied to the Canadian, the U.S. dollar. They're always going to be priced in U.S. dollars because they're made in the USA. Mm-hmm. And as the exchange rate worsens for Canadians, every Canadian helicopter company or anyone who owns a helicopter, it just gets more expensive as the exchange rate gets worse. Right. So you get less bang for your buck. And that would be another cost prohibitive factor that would have factored in too. We, we still wouldn't have been able to afford that. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting when you think about the opportunities because I often like look at where we are now with not just like your job and your career, but like with our YouTube channel and like the connections that we have and, and the friendships that we've created over the years, Yep. just from the internet. Like I, I always wonder like if we didn't move to Buffalo, would any of that have happened? Would we still be doing the same stuff or would we have fallen back into that old, you know, tried and true way of life with freelance and stuff. And like, if we had moved back, would I have found this thing that I love to do here? 
um, and would it be as successful like doing YouTube and this podcast and doing it full time? Like, would I have would that have been sustainable for me if we moved back, or would it have just fizzled out because of whatever? Tough to say. Or would it have blossomed even more because you have such you would have such a unique, un relatively untapped, unseen place that is Newfoundland, right? As your backdrop, yeah. And like, would that have worked in your advantage who knows yeah to it's, say. it's interesting because like when we went back that like between when we were going to move to buffalo and we left vancouver and we moved back to newfoundland for like two months it was i found it difficult to film vlogs and i don't know if it was because like mentally and that we had a lot of stuff going on but it was like oh what video what's the video going to be this week because we were so used to like okay we're gonna go this place this weekend this place next weekend this place the weekend after and we'll make a video about those things but then coming home, it was like, oh, well, I don't know, really know what to film because it's like same old, same old. And I always think about like, if we went home, would I have been like, well, I don't really know what to film. So I would just like not be consistent. And then like, would, have, would the channel have fallen apart? Who knows? Because I, I feel like <laughs> opportunities keep coming up for making videos, you know? But like, yeah. is it because we live down here? Or is I it think because- you would have just, I think you would have figured it out and just made videos about different things. Yeah, probably. But I do think though that, the having I'm a firm believer that geographic separation you know well it doesn't play as much of a role anymore now with the internet Mm -hmm. it still plays a massive role for opportunity yeah like we never would have made the face-to-face connections that we've made pre-covid yeah um with people here like I mean before covid like we it's like oh you want to come down to our our uh cottage you know in like over in DC for the weekend. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's hop on a plane. We'll go down and hang out. Whereas like- It would be impossible if we lived home. Yeah. Newfoundland, it's like not just a lot further and a lot more connections, it's but like- so It's so unre- expensive. It's expensive and unreliable. Like if, if Newfoundland, if St. John's gets socked in with fog on Sunday night and you don't get back in and you have to be at work on Monday morning, that's a liability. Yeah. Right? So Yeah, it's totally. Like, at least like down here, you could hop in the car and drive, which we've done multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. weather and the helicopter and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like that alone, you're right, is is challenging. And I think about all the times, like with even camera camp, for example, or it's like, hey, do you want to come down? It's next month. And it's like, oh, well, Chris is working so we can leave on Friday afternoon and take a direct flight or right. two flights versus, okay, we can leave on, on Friday afternoon from Newfoundland, but if there's fog, we might not be able to get out for two days. And then we have to connect in Toronto, then connect somewhere else and then connect to wherever yeah. we're going. And then it becomes expensive and a lot of flights mm-hmm. and if there's weather and then you're like missing out because there's fog and you can't get off the island and there's there's nothing you can do about that like you right. can't just drive to gander because flights aren't going from gander to toronto mm-hmm. i don't think yeah i don't know you know so anyway it's interesting it's all interesting but i definitely miss home and i'm definitely homesick and i and i wish that we could be home with family for the holidays but unfortunately it is what it is so we'll just have to make you know, we'll have our own special holiday. We'll have our own special holiday and we'll just have to make an effort once all this is over with to go home as often as we can or whenever we can and do the things that we would do if we were living at home and put them on our YouTube channel and there appreciate you go. the island. So pros and cons of Buffalo as well as St. John's Newfoundland, very different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the take home that was just try to make the most of where you are and, Definitely. you know, realize kind of like we did that location is just a location and it can be a special part of your identity but it doesn't have to be yeah and anybody can be happy anywhere definitely if you spend all your time wishing you were in a different place you miss out on the opportunities and the cool things that are in the place you're at you yeah 100 there you go i think that's a good note to end on yeah well that was a cool uh, topic suggestion thank you for sending us that and um 
Again, if you guys have any more things that you want to hear us talk about, uh, let us know in the comment section of this YouTube video. And if you're listening to your earbuds, hit us up on Twitter at Becky and Chris and just say, yo, bitches, you should talk about this thing. Sorry. Can't put that in. Well, I, I, somebody complained about my swearing last time. So oh, did they really? I wanted to make sure I had extra swears in this one. <laughs> yeah. Part of your Newfoundland culture. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.